Because at the end of the day, if we really boil all of this down, it comes down to connection. I mean, that's why we are here. It's to feel that connection between one human being to another. Podcasting is one vehicle that will allow that connection to thrive. And so while, while we live in this inflection point and this moment in time where we can go in a few different directions, we do have a responsibility. And being a conscious podcaster and being a conscious creator and having this ability to give yourself the best chance of being there fully, actively, wholly in the moment, it, it helps to create an environment that I think will help us land in the right step forward, which will give us the right momentum towards the direction we need to ultimately go. Welcome to the Cosmic Love Antenna Podcast. This podcast is meant to encourage you to connect within so you can share your light with the world. And now, here's your host, Harrison Ma. Harrison Ma. Harrison Ma. Welcome, beautiful beings, to another episode of the Cosmic Love Antenna. You've found yourself on your weekly installment of your inner connection to your outer expression, where I, your host, Harrison, here with the beautiful, powerful guest, that I'll get the pleasure to introduce in two seconds. Aim and set the intention of pulling back the layers, restricting health, alignment, and love. And today's conversation is going to be really centered around not just that inner connection to our loving space, but what it means to express it out into the world. And I'm really excited to dive deep with this, this powerful man I have on the show today. But just a quick reminder for all the beautiful souls who are either new or returning to the show today, if you get a bit of value out of this conversation, one way you can help us expand this frequency of love is sharing this episode out to a friend that you think it can bring some loving value to. If something hits your heart, you can also go over to Apple and Spotify, leave your feedback, leave your reviews. That also helps the show. And if you're looking for more community and more tribe, please head over to Facebook now. I have my Cosmic Love Antenna Facebook group where I do a lot of coaching, a lot of education and more connection to the topics we speak about here on the show. With that said, I want to introduce the powerful man now that I get the pleasure to talk to. Billy Samoa Salibi is a is the co-founder and CEO of Podify. He's a fellow podcaster with two top podcasts he is the host of. He's the host of the Inside Out podcast and the for the love of podcasts, which I would suggest to go listen to, not just for the content itself, but the, the powerful voice and the message and the frequency this man emits. And that is really what we're going to talk about today. I want to talk about what it means to be a conscious podcaster, how love is involved, what is the power of the voice, the connection to tribe, where love fits into all this, and all the tips we can sort of lean into being a conscious, loving podcaster. With that introduction, Billy, welcome to the Cosmic Love Antenna. Whoa. Hey, man. Thank you. Thank you for having me. I'm I'm truly honored. And I, I don't know where the conversation will lead, but I'm confident it will lead in the place it's meant to lead. And I, I know with you at the helm, it will be uh, a wonderful experience. So thanks for having me, Harrison. I'm glad to be here. Oh, my friend, it's it's really an honor. And I don't say that in sort of a comparison sort of way. I say it in a way that, and I'll, I'll just start by, I want to share a story with you that I, I haven't shared with you and I want to do it in front of the audience. 
I um I met you, heard you, I think probably a year ago now. I don't know if you remember this, but we first connected in a clubhouse room. And, you know, there were a lot of things that went on in that room that I thought were powerful, powerful and impactful. But the thing that stuck with me and the reason I wanted to bring you on the show today, and it can it persisted, was the the presence and the love and the frequency you brought when you held space for other people. And within the podcast world, as I'm sure you're very aware, this is very important, right? We're not just here to share information and and tips and 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 topics that are valuable, but we're also here, I think, in many ways to share the frequency of what we are so others can do the same. So one, I'd love your feedback on that story and how if that relates. And two, I think this is really the direction we're going to get into today. It does because, well, first of all, thank you for sharing that. And I do remember meeting you. And I'll say this, the, the thing about Clubhouse that really was so powerful is that I think we got to practice being more present and being more in a state of, of listening because we're so, I think as human beings addicted to saying what's on our mind and thinking about what we're going to say next, that we often fail to be present for that person who's on the other side of the conversation. And you talk about being a conscious podcaster. I think it's, it's transcends podcasting into how we operate and behave and interact with those around us, with our spouse, with our friends, with our family, our kids, our parents, all of it is about being there and being present. And I think using our ears in a way in which they're meant, which is to, to truly embrace what's being said without just thinking about what I'm going to say next. Yeah. I think you put that perfectly and it, brings to mind this understanding that communication especially when we're you know in a in a dialogue with someone the content there's content in the silence right there's content in so with with me just listening to you and receiving you just then right i'm i'm receiving your words but i'm also receiving the intention behind them right and when we are present like you said we are now we now allow space for that part of the communication to be received as well right if we're constantly thinking about what is next and what we want to add on and what what what's the future and what's the past we miss that i think in many ways right we do and i i think you you said it so beautifully and and another thing that i think we all anyone that was on the platform a lot we we got to get comfortable in the silence and i think that's so important I think the other thing that's really fascinating, I was just actually listening to a recent episode of your show and your guest talked about masculine versus feminine energy. But, but when I think of clubhouse, Oh man, I'll tell you, for me, it was a, it was a, it was a kind of a little bit of a adjustment because I, I've always you know, I've been an athlete, I've been a sports guy, baseball player, rah, rah, a lot of testosterone, a lot of masculine energy behind the way in which I've, I've shown up throughout my life journey. But what I realized is I have this whole other side of me and we all do. We all have 
feminine and masculine energy that we could tap into. And it's such a powerful realization that we have the ability to, to navigate into both ends of that spectrum. And, and there's so much nuance in there. So, I mean, yeah, I mean, it's yeah, a really a fascinating one. thing. Yeah, it is. Billy, can I ask a question? A yeah. personal question on that piece with, with the, with the, you being in a masculine body, this incarnation and that mm. leaning into the divine feminine inside of you. I, I would love to know, and this can maybe lead in because I want to know a little bit about your backstory just for people listening. Was that, you just gave us a little bit about, you know, growing up, was that divine feminine in you? Was it present as a child? Was it present as a, as an adolescent? Or would you say there was a big part? It was like, for example, what I'm getting at here is I grew up as a boy that, you know, in the world that I lived in, that feminine side of me, I believed it needed to go away because if I was being too feminine, then I wasn't being manly enough. So I'm wondering in your upbringing, I know you've shared with me that you grew up in a religious Catholic household, correct? Or Catholic family? Uh, no, no, close. My parents did. Okay. So my parents were raised Catholic. Yeah. I in turn was raised not at all Catholic or any, <laughs> any religion. Uh, so no. So, but my, my extended family, my parents, parents, my grandparents, and really my, my whole family is quite religious and, and Catholic, but, but me personally, no, not at all. So what did that look like for you growing up in terms of that, that balance between those energies? Was that, was that feminine side present as a child? I think, I think it was, uh, I, I have a very good relationship with both my mother and my father. And I, I reflect and think my experience had, I'd say a, a lot of back and forth between the two of them from a point of my parents were separated when I was three and I lived with my mom mostly for the first call it three, five years after that till I was about eight. And then I went to live with my dad when my mom moved and she moved not just like around the street, she moved cross country and it was only for six months, but a pivotal part of my life, eight years old, having basically grown up mostly around the feminine uh, energy of my mother. Uh, and not to say that she doesn't have both, of course, like everybody, but then to live with my dad and to have exposure. So I think I saw both of it at different times. And then flash forward years later, it was more, it was sort of more of a back and forth. So yeah. I, I don't know how that translates. It, it's, I'd have to really think about it, but yeah, I'd say a little bit of both. Yeah. I'd, uh, I'd encourage you, Billy, because you mentioned it. You listened to a couple of the episodes. If you feel called, go listen to some of the inner child chats I talk about because that that upbringing that you just talked about, you know, most of us and the, and the listeners will know this. Our our childhood, based off our upbringing with our parents and our relationship to them, dictates a lot of our expression now as an adult, as I'm sure you know in many ways. But specifically, those two energies that we have. Right, our divine masculine and our divine feminine, they mirror how our mom and dad raised us in, in many different characteristics. And 
without going off into a big tangent here on this topic, while many of that, much of that can be supportive, a lot of it, a lot of that can be unconscious and be bringing us down in certain ways. And I know for me, the more work that I've done, the more I've been able to sort of break free and release and make my own path. Does that resonate at all? Yeah, it does. And I'll definitely check out the episodes that, that speak to this. And again, I I'd say the, the, interesting part of my upbringing is that I had, I had both, but at different times, more heavily influenced, you know, at different periods, which I don't know how that ends up manifesting itself in who I am today, but clearly these are all, I mean, we are a product of our experiences, right? So I'm sure that it it all plays into it. So speaking of experiences, Billy, thank you for going deep with that. Let me ask you now, you know, with this, with this theme today of, you know, being a conscious podcaster and, and really leaning into the love behind this platform. I'm interested just personally, and I'm sure the people listening would lean into this as well. You know, you, you have, you're quite successful when it comes to this podcasting world. You have two very popular shows and you, you have a, a company built around the podcast medium. I'm wondering what pulled you into this world from your end, why did you feel that you needed to put your foot in as the conscious being that you are to one, make your own kind of show and to add your sort of imprint into this world? I think it evolved. It started with a natural desire to embrace my curiosity and just a natural curiosity that I've had for as long as I can remember. When I was eight years old, I was going around with, at the time, a tape recorder sort of dates me at my family reunion and, and asking everybody questions. And then flash forward to, I have a career in film and then move on to get into corporate space, working for Solar City and then Tesla. And I had an amazing ride, but I said to myself, what do I do next? And, and when I think of the legacy that I leave behind or in some way, the, the imprint that I make on this, this world, this planet, a podcast can truly live forever. The ideas, the concepts, the, the energy of the show stays with not only you and me, but anyone who experiences it. And so, you know, when I thought of this topic, I thought, wow, you know, it's such a powerful, powerful thing and a reminder of, of how we show up. And again, we were talking about it through the lens of a podcast, but we started our conversation even before we started recording talking about energy. Yeah. For you, it's six in the morning. For me, it's one in the afternoon, but we both came to this conversation with our whole self and with our energy. And so I think... I know you didn't ask this specifically, but but you just get, helped to spark this fuse for, I think at, at its core, to be a conscious podcaster, you have to do it intentionally and bring your energy. No, For example, if you said, hey, uh, Billy, I want to record this at three in the morning, I, maybe that would work on some days, but it probably would not be the, the, right, the right state of mind for me to show up in the way I need to. So getting the right amount of sleep, um, thinking about where I'm going to be. So when I do an interview, like I've listened to several of your shows leading up to this, just to get myself in the mindset of what it's like to be on your show. 
And so when I'm interviewing a guest, I listen to episodes of them being interviewed. And this is after I've done all the other research, like listening to their books or reading their blog posts or ingesting their social media content. All of these things play into, I believe, what it means to really be there in the fullest way possible for the other human being who's also giving their most precious resource to you and to your listeners, which is your time. Time. Yeah. Oh, so... You're opening the you're opening the casket here, my friend. So that that was beautiful, and I could not agree more. And I, I'm actually going to take it a little bit deeper here, and because uh, I was thinking about this yesterday too, and we and I, I really appreciate, you know, for people listening out there that either have a podcast or you're thinking about starting a a podcast. What what Billy said, I just want to pull out. I want to make sure you heard you know, the research side of things, and and listening to people's episodes and listen and reading their books, you know. I don't think many people do that. And I think the fact that you can take that step that says a lot a lot about you as the guest coming on the show. But I want to, I I'd actually, I think it's more than mindset, my friend. It's more than getting in, in the headspace. It's actually also getting in the in the soul and the heart space because I was also doing this yesterday, my friend. I was listening to a few of your episodes and listening to your voice and the way that you conduct yourself. And it's not just, it's not just, getting into a familiarity with their topics and their knowledge and what they know. It's obviously, it's all of that, but it's also the feeling of it, right? It's, it's the, and I want to get your perspective on this and see what you think about this, but we, as a soul where we are a human being, but we're also a soul, a divine soul that's eternal. We have a unique frequency. We have a unique blueprint. I think everyone, even if you're new to this world, you can understand that to a degree. When we speak, when we share our voice, it is one of the pathways in which our soul shares itself with the outside world. So when we listen to a podcast, we're not just intellectually getting familiar with them. We're also at a very spiritual level connecting to their frequency. So then when we're in it again, it's familiar. Does that make sense, my friend? Does that resonate with you? It so does. And and you've <laughs> you've tapped into really part of the answer that I didn't give, which I need to give now to your previous question, which is why, why I chose podcasting. It it comes down to the word you just said, which is frequency, frequency and intimacy. And it's funny because I, I, most of the podcasts that I do both for myself, but also being interviewed, it's, it's video. So you're conscious of your outward appearance. I'm in my garage right now. So I might have a bead of sweat coming down my my brow, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. But when I close my eyes and I really listen to to my voice and to your voice, it changes it changes the dynamic of the conversation. I, I did an interview with somebody who went, because we're going to do the interview off camera. And I'm like, at first I was like, why would you do that? Camera's so important in video. But no, it was the best conversation I've ever had because it was, I wasn't constricted by all the, 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 the outward visuals. So to answer your question again, or to expand upon it, I think the vibration of the voice, there's something you'd be able to speak to this probably even better than me, but there's something like, um, a very, um, it, it, it's, it brings us back to our primal level. 
And, and so that you take, take that any direction you want to go, but that is one thing. And then the intimacy around something that's more of an audio based medium, because you have somebody's attention for a long time and they get to know you. It, it, it's like, you're a part of this conversation for an extended period of time, weeks, months, forever long, you're listening to this particular experience that this host is providing. So those are a couple other, other things. Uh, you're, you're getting so excited, my friend. I can feel it. And I love it and you, with this conversation. <laughs> hey that's thanks to you. That's thanks I know, to you. I appreciate it. And I would, I would just say that what you, I think the word that you're trying to get out there with the voice and what, what it does in many ways, I think it's love, right? Love is not just an emotion that we feel it is connection, right? It is, it is, it is love. When I see you saying something that connects to me, it's really me saying, oh, that's the thing I recognize of me that's in you, right? So when someone speaks and we we're pulled towards that, we're pulled towards a recognition of the self seeing the self, right? And we can, that's a whole other tangent we can get into, but Billy, let me ask you a question here, you know, further furthering this, this frequency aspect of conscious podcasting. How do you think this connects to building a community, right? So we had a pre-chat and we were, and we were talking about how you were excited that you, people are coming into your world that you're really resonating with that are aligning with where you're at in your journey right now. And I think that says a lot about building a tribe and a following on a podcast. So I'm wondering what are your thoughts on this community aspect of the voice and being a conscious podcaster? I think we as human beings fundamentally want to feel like we're a part of something. Mm -hmm. We are, we're a tribal being, right? And, and so being a part of a tribe or being a part of a community, it, it's core to our DNA and, and, and what makes us human. So it only stands to reason that when you're doing any kind of a, or have any kind of a platform that allows for a collective experience and a group of people who maybe have shared interests or philosophies or ideals or even just perspective that they can lean on each other to feel that connection in a very deep and profound way. And so a podcast, and, and I think you'll see this a lot as far as when we look at the creator economy that we're really in right now, this emerging era where we can exchange information at a, you know, a speed that a century ago, people would never even thought would be possible. And so now you have this information sharing that's happening at lightning speed. I think when you can bring people together, it makes it more, uh, it, it makes it more palatable because otherwise it's dizzy and you, you can almost get so blown sort of away by everything that you're, 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 uh, I'd say desensitized in some way to, to the noise. But when you have a community, it could, it could kind of turn down the volume, but turn up the frequency of what, why this should be important to me, because now you have somebody or somebody's who you feel this connection to, maybe it's, you relate to them. Maybe it's that you identify with them and you're going to be more receptive 
to the information because you you already have this connection built around this community. Oh, I love it. And I think as the host, and you were hitting on this a little bit, as the host, I, I don't know if you experience this, but when I do episodes either you know live here with you or I pre-record episodes by myself and I close my eyes and I I tune into that community, I can feel them, right? Even if they're not presently there in the live recording, right? But they're not, no one's they're going to listen to this later. But if I close my eyes, you know, I can feel a presence. And, you know, again, we could go off and hold a conversation about, you know, the quantum of it all. But I guess, let me ask you a question with this, Billy. How do you, how do you emphasize that feeling? What What are some maybe tips from your end as a, as a host that is building a lot of community around different shows and platforms, how can a podcaster, you know, double down on that tribe, double down on that community aspect to start to expand it even more? You, you touched on something that I think is really, really important, which I think plays into the entire experience that you're able to create as a podcaster, which is this idea of, of visualization and almost being there before the there is there. And I think with community and and frankly, with life in general, we are able to manifest what it is that we desire through thought. And the thought doesn't just, isn't just a, a fleeting thought. It's a thought that is based on the detail and the, 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 the core part of your being believing whatever it is you want it to be. And so I think that a, a great podcaster is able to build that, that, that community in their mind before it ever becomes something that is real. And it is real because it's in their mind. And then it becomes real because of that. So I'd say that's, that's step one. And then step two is, you you got to create the atmosphere where that that manifestation in your mind it it, it makes it it's like a uh, incubator for whatever it is you want to be and by the way community is just one example it could be the experience of the interview so you're visualizing the interview so before i do my interview i'm visualizing every question that i might ask even though it might not happen in that exact way i'm thinking about okay what's that initial question why do i why do I want to ask this question to start? And I visualize myself asking that question. And, and often what I'll do is I, I'm a big believer in emotion, especially in the beginning. So I either want my guests to laugh or to frankly cry in, in the very beginning. And, 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 and I'm, of course, I'm not like hoping somebody's just going to cry for crying's sake. But if it's an emotional reaction to something very powerful, I'll give you a quick example. I interviewed this guy. And in my research, I found a letter that he wrote to his father. His name's Jeff Harry. And the letter he wrote to his father was, um, or excuse me, it was a, a letter that his father wrote to him before he died. And I found this in an old blog post, probably five years before I interviewed him. Nobody, I'm sure, has ever brought this up to him, or at least in, in recent years. And so I started the interview by reading him this letter. And I said, who wrote that? And what does it mean to you? And he was just like, it's like, no one's ever read that to me. No one has ever read that to me. And it was like this powerful experience where he's reminded of this important part of his life, this important human being. And I, 
of course, before doing it, I imagined what it would be like to share this with him. And I visualized it happening. And so I share that because we create the journey we're going to take our guests on, our audience on, our community on. And there's no, uh, there's no reason why you can't do a dress rehearsal in your mind. And, and I think we can all start to set the table before the guests have arrived. And I think that comes through thought and visualization. Oh, so powerful tips there, my friend. And first of all, I can't, that manifestation and the visualization piece, I can't not do it. I actually, now it's funny that you said this. I actually didn't, you know, I slept okay, but I didn't sleep, sleep, sleep as good as I usually sleep last night because I was, that's all I was doing in bed last night. I was just before, you know, my mind was just going, it was just going with this conversation and the questions, the energy, the frequency of it. So it's, you know, I could not emphasize this piece more just for people out there. It's, it's automatic in many ways, but if we can lean into it, then we then of course amplify it, but the emotional piece. And I, I love how you do this. Hey, I want to pass something by you and see how this feels for you. We, uh, in my experience, like I said before, we are a spiritual being that is having a lot of human experiences in this lifetime. And one of the ways that we, the spiritual being speaks through the human body is not just through our thoughts, but also through our emotions, our sensitivities, our vulnerabilities, our, our beautiful expressions of our feelings. So my friend, I actually think, and I want to see what, how this resonates with you. One of the th reasons I feel, and maybe it's unconscious for you, that that you create that emotional base other than the sort of connection and the pulling in of people, it's you being more of what you are, right? Going back to the divine feminine, as men, and I, I'll just speak for myself, we grew up in a world where we think that when we are emotional, we're not being enough. We're being something that's wrong and bad, but it's it's the exact opposite. When we be emotional, like you've been describing, it's actually allowing more of ourselves to come to the surface. Mm. Does that resonate? Very, 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 very much. And, and thank you for, for recognizing that. I think, I think it, it, it does, it does so many things. And when you allow yourself and your guest to go in that direction, it really opens up the world in which you can have the conversation and, and experience a, a far greater depth to the territory in which you can go. So now instead of it being a very surface level, sort of like operational transactional level, you, you, you can get past the, the baseline and get just far more vast and expansive in the territory in which you can navigate. And then that creates a much more textured, rich and engaging conversation. But sadly, and, and, and not being to be disparaging, but sadly, all too often we play it safe. We, and we, and we, and we just, we want to, we don't want to go into uncomfort zone um, because we like being comfortable. <laughs> and so sometimes uh, when you give yourself and you give your guests permission to let the guard down, and experience something on a, on a different plane, you, you embark in, in what I think is a, a much more uh, 
deeper human connection, spiritual connection than, than otherwise would be possible. It's healing, right? In many ways, it's, it's healing. And, and I don't say this in a sort of like forcing yourself on someone kind of way. It's when we can be all of what we are in a conversation, right? It's we're, we're taking off a lot of the labels. Look, I have a question, Billy, that bubbled up as you were saying that. And I want to, this is just something I experience all the time. And I'm wondering if you do as well within this podcast life. I, I find that when I have conversations like this with you, it is, you know, it is going to these deep and, and, and really um, emotional and insightful and, and profound places. And I find when I go back out into the 3D world and I'm interacting with people in that setting, there's something in me that longs to just have those conversations all the time, but it doesn't match that. It doesn't, I, I'm constantly being faced with, you know, people from their own state of consciousness, you know, being acting from that place of safety that you were just talking about. So I'm wondering, one, do you experience this? And two, how do you <laughs> move through that? Yeah, I, of course, of course. I mean, I, I think I'd be uh, either unaware or lied if I said I, I didn't. I wish, I wish I could say every conversation got into that realm, which sadly it doesn't. But 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 then again, if every conversation did. Would you appreciate the conversations that uh, you wouldn't appreciate the conversations as much because it would be more just sort of standard. So I try to look at it like you're going to have layers of conversation. You're going to have the conversation that's the how does the weather conversation. It's just going to happen. And then you're going to have questions where it starts as how's the weather, but you and the other person who's experiencing this with you is going to dip your toe in. A, a new layer of conversation that gets past the the surface and and that's beautiful and when that happens embrace it and see if that's somebody that you can do that with on a more regular basis because th those are the type of people who either they are good at pulling it out of you or you're good at pulling it out of them or it's a mutual type of thing and then you know that and then i say you put yourself in in, in, in the environment where that can thrive. Um, so yeah, I, I, you know what, it's like, it's not always going to be that way. And, and I guess that's okay. Yeah. Yeah. It's beautiful. My friend, it's the non-judgmental nature of reality. And I, that really hits home. I, I think I would, I would, I, I like it like that because it does help me appreciate this beautiful conversation that we're having now. Right. And I'll go out into my world and it'll remain with me because of its, it's, 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 it's purity and it's scarcity in many ways. I exactly, a question I want to throw at you now here is around building your message. And I've noticed, I'll let's just set a little framework here. I've noticed that, you know, I've only been, this is have around 60 episodes, 62 episodes out. And I've noticed that since the start of my show and, and where I am now, my message, my, my, the the intention of the show itself has evolved and changed much like I do as a person throughout my life. The question I want to ask you, my friend, for my own interest and also anyone else out there that's looking to do this kind of conscious podcasting work, what 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 would you suggest as your show starts to develop and your and your podcast starts to expand, keeping up with the message 
of the show that's changing all the time and shifting all the time. And I would say that, you know, this show, the message has gotten deeper in many ways, but it's, it's shifted and changed and it's morphing into its own thing. So what, what advice would you give to myself and people out there that have a message around their podcast that is changing and developing? How do we sort of keep up with it? What should we do Mm. with it? It's a great question. And you are not alone. I would say more often than not, a podcaster evolves and and humans evolve. So it's only stands to reason, reason that as a creator, as somebody that is producing content on a regular basis, your message, your purpose, what lights you up will change. If for nothing, no other reason than you as a human will change. But beyond that, maybe it helps the listener experience when you evolve so that the show isn't one dimensional. I think embrace it. I'd say embrace it and accept it as a, as a, as a very likely scenario. I'm not saying some shows, they just find their sweet spot and they just keep on going, keep on going, hit rinse and repeat and more power to them. If that is what helps them get to the end result that they want to, and to find the purpose and fulfillment and intention behind why it is they do what they do. But for the most of us, and I put myself in the same exact bucket as you and that my message has evolved. I've changed. I would say embrace it, accept it. And I also think to make it a a character of, of your, of your journey, make it part of who you are. So there's nothing to say that you can't rewrite your, your show description. There's nothing to say that you can't rethink even your show title or your artwork or any part of what you do. Nothing should be so sacred that you can't change it. I've seen lots of podcasters make pivots and shifts along the way. And, and I think that's okay. I, I really, I, I always remind people there's no podcast police out there. The only person who really you need to check in with is yourself and ask yourself is, is this the reason I'm doing this or has that changed? And then how does that inform the direction you're going to take this show? So you'll hear all sorts of advice like niche down, niche down, niche down until it hurts, or just go as wide as you can and, you know, be real broad, you know, and everything in between those two, right. Ends of the spectrum. I'd say do what's right for you. And what are you called to do? And what can you do over and over and over again? Not to say that it's the same content, but something that you're never going to run out of material or topics to talk about. What I love about your show and what you're doing is I know just how important it is to you. It's not made up, forced, or in any way a misrepresentation of who you are as a human being. I think it, it completely reflects who you are. And to me, that's a beautiful thing. And I mean, I, I, I didn't listen to your earlier episodes and I don't know the exact journey you've been on, but I, I really feel like where you've landed in a lot of ways reflects, you know, and we're not like, we haven't gotten to know each other super well, but the, the person that I've gotten to know, it, it mirrors that it matches that. And, and I think it's beautiful. And I'd say for anybody else on the journey, don't, don't overanalyze 
it to the point where it gives you that analysis paralysis, which all too often happens. The beautiful thing about creating any kind of content is think of it like a temporary tattoo. And that temporary tattoo, you could you could change it. You can add a new one. You could take that one off, put a new. I mean, there's so much you can do over time. And yes, it is a body of work, but it's a body of work that's shifting and sh- changing its shape over time. And I, I think that's one of the most beautiful parts of the medium. Yeah. So first of all, thank you, Billy, for that reflection and the your feelings on sort of where I'm at now. And I I feel that too in many ways. And I the word that I just kept coming up as you were saying that beautiful dialogue there and giving your tips and advice was authenticity. Right. And mm. and as much as we need to look outside of ourselves for support and guidance and wisdom and knowledge and tips. We must always create the space for our intuition and our, again, our soul's frequency to speak, right? And that was what I was getting as you were speaking here. We, our podcast is just one expression of what our truth is. And with any expression of our truth, if we're not asking the questions to allow the truth to flow, then we're going to then apply that to an outside source, right? Then we're going to attach ourselves to what we think we should or shouldn't be doing, right? So it's, I, I would just add to this because I think Billy did a perfect summary there. Something I've I constantly do when I do an episode or reach out to someone like Billy or have a guest or whatever it is, I'm not just asking the question, does this fit in with the theme? Is this relevant? But I'm also asking my spirit and my heart and my soul, does this feel good in this moment? Because if it does, then that's how I know it's aligned with my authenticity in the present. I wrote down some thoughts before we met today. And the first thing I put down, I was just pulling up my notes to, to confirm I wasn't lying. It, it says simply this, trust your intuition. And so I think it stands to reason that I, I wholeheartedly agree with that. And I also think it's not just trust your intuition, but check in with your intuition. Because you might be feeling something or it might be there sort of below the surface level. But if you don't check in your awareness of it might not bring it to the forefront. You might ignore it. I think we ignore our intuition more often than embrace it. This is why I I love that you say the way you said it, which is check in with your intuition. And it could be anything. Maybe, maybe it's that, okay, I was going to ask this question of this guest, but let me check in. How does that feel? Is it going to feel like an interrogation? Is it going to feel like forced? Is it going to feel artificial? Or conversely, you weren't thinking about asking a question, but now I got this question I want to ask. And let me check in. Where does my heart, gut, where does, where, like internally, how do I feel about asking this question? And maybe it's a full body yes, I have to ask this question. I'm so glad that I thought of it, or maybe it's the opposite. And so this is another important piece of the conscious podcast or the conscious human to to check in with your intuition as regularly as you can. And, and goes back to the visualization. You visualize, you think about it happening, you see it happening before it happens. And then how does that make you feel inside when you see it happening? (laughs) I'm really enjoying this conversation, my friend, and I I appreciate the soul that you are in this world. Thank you for having this chat with me. I love it. Let's 
let's jump to another question now. And I, just before we move on, just to, for people listening, if you want to dive deeper into what Billy was just talking about with the difference between thinking, intuiting, feeling, sensing, I actually did an episode where I broke those, those down, right? Because we are diff, we have these four different metrics. We are a thinking, sensing, feeling, and intuiting being. And many of us, myself included, spend a lot of time just in the thinking piece. So I forget which episode it was, but definitely go back and you'll see the episode named that. But Billy, the question I want to, want to throw at you now is about guests and, and not just bringing on guests, but attracting guests to the show that you're creating. And just to explain this a little bit, I've noticed through my journey that when I first started, it was a lot of me going out there and, 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 and posting on things and, and actively making the, the, the dialogue start. And I still do that to a degree, but I'm noticing now more, it's a lot easier. And I've, I've as I've gotten into my groove, the guests are actually attracting and coming to me. So I'm wondering if you could speak to this dynamic and, you know, how we can maybe lean into this more. And do you notice this in your experience? Yes. Without question, the longer you do it and you do it in the way in which you're doing it, which is from the heart, giving it so much of your love, so much of your, of your being going towards it. People feel that they sense that they see that they hear that they, they feel it, they connect to it and they want to be a part of it. And so, yeah, you'll naturally bring more people into your orbit and also you'll feel more comfortable asking the person, maybe you were resistant or hesitant to ask or thinking of somebody that you hadn't thought of before, because maybe you, for whatever reason, didn't know if they'd be a good guest, or maybe you were intimidated. I mean, there's so many layers to it, but yes, over time that happens naturally. But I want to talk about um, two things. One is going back to what you just said a minute ago, which I loved how you, you were an advocate for your audience by thinking about an episode that would help them specifically on the topic that we were talking about. And, and one suggestion, which I always was against this and even Apple is against this is to have an episode number in the title. There's pros and cons and regarding, regardless of what fence you sit on one big pro of including an episode number is you could say, Episode number 42, I talk about intuition or episode 38, I talk about energy and I had an amazing guest. And so the point being is, you know, I know episode 816 is Tim Ferriss talking about podcasting. And, and that is one little way you could be an advocate for your audience, but just in the same way you're an advocate for your audience in that you want to help identify things that will help them. You also want to create episodes that will serve the purpose of your show and that will help to make your intention and vision of the show a, a reality. You will find the types of guests that will allow you to provide the experience that, that you're, that you're shooting for, that you're hoping to, to make happen. And so when I think about guests and finding the right guests, I always look at it through the lens of how do I create the best experience for my listener? And how do I create the best experience for my guest? 
and, and they're not, um, you can have them both, right? They're not, they're not mutually exclusive. So now it's not only am I an advocate for my audience, I'm an advocate for my guest. And that goes from finding my guest, knowing what to say on the front end. Like what about this other human being would make a great guest and not being afraid to share that, whether it be you talking to them or sending them a note. I think being very specific about what it is about them that you are attracted to. Hey, Harrison, I loved your episode number 42 on energy. It's something I've been thinking a lot about. It's something that's very important to me and something that I, I rule my day by because I know that I'm at 10 a.m. is when I think the best. So I try to do the things that need my attention and thinking muscle at 10 a.m. And then at 2 p.m., I'm usually kind of tired. So I go for a walk. I'm just making this up right now. But point being is you, if I were to, want you to be a guest, I would give you a very clear understanding of what your episode did for me. And I was, Hey, I have a show. Here's what my show is about. Here are some topics that I think you could talk about knowing your expertise. Would you be open to being a guest on the show? So it's not like, Hey, please come on my show begging you. It's more an open and an invitation, or would you like to explore it more? And we could talk. And, and to me, this is, allowing the barrier of entry to be very low for anybody that's considering you coming on your show because they don't feel like they're being hounded or that you're desperate, that you need them on your show. You're inviting them to be part of this experience with you. Yeah. I think that's I, super powerful. Oh, I love that, my friend. It makes you, it's special. It makes you feel special, right? Like when you, exactly. <laughs> when you mentioned uh, the, the episode at the start of the show, that immediate, I got like, oh, this is, yeah, this person, obviously I care about this person very much. I'm inviting them on the show, but now they're, they're sort of reciprocating that, that connection through the work that they've done. Right. And it, another thing that popped up that as you were speaking, you you mentioned about reaching out to people that you didn't feel like you could before. And I've had this, I've had this experience, you know, very vividly within myself. It's often us that is putting the barriers on our expansion. Right, we're the ones that are putting restrictions on how far we go. Right, I think it's it's almost exclusively us. Yes, yeah. like <laughs> you're yeah. right. I mean, you, 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 yeah, you said often, and I'm like ninety nine percent of the time it's us. But yes, you're right. <laughs> and I, I just I constantly keep seeing, you know, whether it's with you, my friends, whether it's with you know other guests that I've brought on the show, I constantly keep seeing my ceiling. I keep breaking through the ceiling that I that I've created on myself. And I, I I say this just for people listening, you know, a big part of my audience are healers and light workers and spiritual mentors. And if you haven't started a podcast and you feel like you should, and you feel like you want to, but there's this voice in your head that's saying you can't, you shouldn't, you're not worthy, you're not good enough, you don't have any value. Everything we've talked about thus far is inside of you, right? This is not a Billy thing. This is not a Harrison thing. This is an innate human spiritual being having a human experience thing so I'd, i just want to speak and i know billy is too uh, to the people listening but specifically the beliefs that are in your mind that are saying that you can't do it and i would really question those beliefs do you, do you agree with that my friend uh, yes <laughs> i mean 100 percent. and what i would say is Somebody gave me some advice when I worked at Tesla. They said, you need to have a personal board of directors. And if you've read, uh, 
I mean, there's a ton of books that that talk about this, but you can have a physical board of directors, meaning that you you have friends in your in your friend group who you could go to, who you could turn to, who are they're going to give you advice, they're going to give you feedback, they're going to help you, and often they're going to see things about you that you didn't see about yourself. And so I think that's that's one layer of a personal board of directors. But another one which I'm really intrigued by. And one in which I've employed is to think about the people who you have in some way idolized or looked up to, or you have some kind of fascination with, could be a person in history, could be somebody alive or dead, but somebody that you would greatly admire the work that they've done. And imagine that on a weekly basis, you can go to them and you can ask them questions and they can help to light the path that you go down. And what this allows you to do is is hopefully to remove yourself as the only judgment. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Judge judgment the only judgment that that you have because what you're going to find is that other other people especially really smart people especially people who have unlimited thinking or mm. who have done remarkable things they're going to give you permission to do more than what you thought. Yeah. And because you're given that permission, even though it could be something totally made up in your mind, like I'm having a conversation with Jeff Bezos or Elon Musk or Steve Jobs or a spiritual healer, or whoever it may be, I'm now giving myself permission, but through the words of another entity, a human being. So I just something to think about, take that for, for, uh, you know, as a, as a potential exercise that could uh, allow you to, to do things that maybe previously you weren't giving yourself permission to do. And oh, so I love this, this exercise you've just described, my friend, I'm going to add a spiritual lens to it because I can't help Please. myself. I can't help myself. <laughs> the, 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 so this goes back to what you're talking about before about the, our thoughts, creating our reality, right? Our mental manifestations becoming our physical world through I, I, I prescribe to the Vedic worldview in many ways. And through the Vedic worldview, it's a, it's a very powerful framework to understand our spiritual reality. And what they describe is that there is no objective outside world, right? There is just the world that we see based off our internal scape, right? And the lens that we are viewing through, right? So I don't see Billy right now. I see Billy through the lens that I've created internally of what who I believe Billy is. So if I believe from my internal scape that the world outside of me is one where my podcast will not reach its heights, then that is the reality that exists. That is the objective reality that I've created. But if I've now brought in that beautiful board of directors internally of the most inspiring people in the world, and they're telling me the exact opposite, now from a spiritual lens, that is the outside reality because that is the internal place that is real. Does that, did I I go too deep there? Or does that make sense? No, man. No. And I I appreciate you adding another layer to it. Look, we, I think, I think the the reason why an exercise like this works is even, even if my interpretation of, let's just say Steve Jobs may not be accurate. It's, it's my perception of Steve Jobs. And so, you know, we, we have our own. And and so we're going to, create this character in our mind based on the data points that we have. Cause you don't, just like you don't know 
I mean, you have a doubt, you have, you know what you know of me, but you don't know everything about me. I don't know everything about you. And so, and that's okay. That's okay that you can still do it without having the full scope. Cause really this is an exercise. It's not, I mean, yeah, it's helpful to know, like if you know a lot about Martin Luther King Jr. and you want him on your personal board of directors, it, it helps that you know a lot about him. You know, in the way, which the ways in which he thinks, you know, how he would respond or react to any given situation. And that's why you've invited him to be a part of it. Right. Or, or, you know, that's just an example, but I would say get creative with it and think about those people. And maybe a family member, maybe it's your grandfather who's super stoic and he's, he's been passed, he's passed away a decade ago, but you've always appreciated something about the way in which he handles stressful situations, or maybe it's, another loved one. And maybe it's somebody that, you know, you just don't get to see a lot, but that you've learned so much from. And you think to yourself, how would this person, knowing what I know about them, how would they respond to a given set of circumstances? And, and I think, because what, what will I think happen in a lot of cases, it elevates the, uh, the boundaries in which you, you, you constrain yourself and it, and it expands it in some ways. And in some cases, I would say in a exponential manner. Yeah. Uh, I love it, Billy. We could have these conversations all day, my friend. I, we can't cause I want to be respectful of your time. And I want to fit in two more questions here before we finish. Billy, this, this chat is so important, not just in general, but I think at this point in time in human history, and I would love your thoughts here on why you think conscious podcasting right now is conscious loving podcasting is is important right now as as the collective is moving through the time it's moving through what are, what are your thoughts on this well i think if you look at where we're at i'm glad you said at this time in in human history we we're at an inflection point i mean really we are at an inflection point and the reason i believe this is never before in human history have we had access to this amount of information. I mean, it's an order of magnitude that I don't even know if we could quantify. I mean, just think. I mean, think about even in my, I'll say my lifetime, you're younger than me, but in my lifetime and in, in probably a lot of people who are living today in, in the light, their lifetime, they've gone from a point where they may get a few new ideas or pieces of information a day to getting tens of thousands of information a day. I mean, it's, it's staggering. And again, you'll hear a lot of different studies on this. So who's to say what that number actually is, but it's, it's huge. And with great knowledge comes great responsibility. And I think we have the ability to, go a lot of different directions as a civilization, as a, as a society. Uh, but when we have leadership from people who have influence and podcasting is one such platform that helps to influence the, and condition the thinking and the mind of, of others in, in a, and not in a conditioning in a brainwashing way, but hopefully in a way that we could potentially break a pattern or, allow somebody to think a little bit differently by challenging the way in which they think today so that maybe they're receptive to a new way of thinking tomorrow. And we are so wedded 
to confirming our own beliefs by looking for answers that will help to establish truth, truth behind what it is we believe. But the simple reality is none of us are that smart. I mean, we, we have to, we have to be more comfortable with saying, Oh, that's a new perspective that I hadn't yet fully considered. And I think when we're allowing ourselves to go in different directions without rigidity and stiffness to our, our thought process and our ability to embrace differences and new ideas and new perspectives and new thinking, I think we give ourselves a lot more freedom to how we land on what I'll call directions that will help us live in a more peaceful and loving and caring way. Cause at the end of the day, if we really boil all of this down and it comes down to connection, I mean, that's why we are here. In my opinion, it's to connect. It's to feel that connection between one human being to another. And podcasting is one vehicle that will allow that connection to thrive. And so while, while we live in this inflection point and this moment in time where we can go in a few different directions, I think as, as stewards of making sure the ship goes in down a, a direction that we can all feel good about, we do have a responsibility. And being a conscious podcaster and being a conscious creator and having this ability to give yourself the best chance of being there fully, actively, wholly in the moment, it, it helps to create an environment that I think will help us land in the right step forward, which will give us the right momentum towards the direction we need to ultimately mm. go. That's why it's important. What a way to end this episode, my friend. I thought that was beautiful. And there's so many, so many gems in what you just shared there. And I hope people go back and listen to that full expression. And if I was to add anything to what you just highlighted, it's, you know, with all that information that you talked about that we're taking in, we've talked about it today, right? We have to understand that we aren't just thinking beings. Right. What, what have we talked about today? We've talked about our beautiful feelings and our intuition and our sensing. Right. One of the ways that we make sure that we don't get overcome by a belief system that keeps us restricted. Right. A belief system is inherently closed. That's why we, we confirm the biases of it because it's closed. How we start to step out of it, and Billy highlighted this, but just to hammer this home, is we realize that we're more than our thinking mind. Right. That we have this beautiful heart. And this is actually where I'll, end it with you here, my friend, I'll ask you a question around this, but we have this beautiful heart that, you know, the, the best quote I, I share around this is the longest journey we all will take in this lifetime is from the head to the heart. Right. And that is how we step out of that, those belief systems and be more open and, and steer that ship that you just beautifully highlighted is realizing that we can retain all the information and learn all the things but we always have an option if something isn't serving either us or our community, then let's ask that intuition. Let's feel, let's sense and realize, okay, what is needed here? This thought or maybe something else, right? And I, I think just having that heart in the conversation really helps with a lot of that.
It does. It does a hundred percent. And this is going back to the kind of the, the, your, your heart will help to, to guide the the path as well. And that it's that intuition, that heart uh, it, it's, it's a powerful, it's a powerful way to, it's like a compass. Yeah. Exactly and, what it is. It, and you, uh, if you're able to use your compass in a way that will help to navigate the direction you take yourself and it'll help you guide others. Cause ultimately when we think of, you know, going back to what I mentioned earlier, that connection, we want to be around people who we believe are going in a direction that will, will be in our best interest, but will be, it will be in the mutual collective yes. best interest. So yeah, I'm with you, man. I love it, Billy. Well, my friend, my final question here for you, I want to jump to, but before I do that, you know, I've really enjoyed this chat today and it's, it hit my heart exactly how I thought it would in, in so many more ways. If it has hit the heart of people listening and they want to connect to you, they want to learn more about you. They want to listen to more of your shows. Is there anything that you want to share with my audience, whether it's your podcast or whether it's other, any exciting things that you're working on mm -hmm. at the moment? Harrison, thank you. You are exceptional at creating a safe, ex a place for people to express themselves and also allowing for the, the depth that you do gives, I, I know it gives the listeners a unique experience and it's rare. Thank you. my friend. It's rare. So, so congratulations. And, and thank you. I, if it, I'm all about people. So if anyone listening wants to connect, you can find me on LinkedIn. That's probably the easiest place. Uh, just type in Billy Samo and you'll find me. If you're a podcaster, if you want to be a podcaster, if you're interested in podcasting, feel free to go to the website, podify.com. And you can, uh, you can find me there. You could schedule a strategy call where we can meet and talk about your show. Uh, or if you want to listen to my show, you could go listen to inside out or for the love of podcast. Uh, either uh, show will, will give you something hopefully that will help you either on your podcast journey or on your life journey. And my goal with, with any show that I do, whether it be my show or going on a show like just now, it's hopefully I can provide some kind of value that will help you in your life be the human being that you want to be. And uh, to me, the, uh, the cool thing about being a part of this conversation is I really believe it was as meaningful for me as it was hopefully for anybody else, because I got to explore some things that I don't think about as much as I probably should. So uh, it's with great warmth and, and gratitude that I say thank you to you because I'm going to be thinking about this conversation for days, if not weeks. And it's because of you that you helped to shine a spotlight on what, what is important about the work that, that I do and those in, in my space also do. So thank you for that, my brother. Oh, you're welcome, my friend. So love received. I receive all of that. And I, I will just say, because I can't help myself, my friend, this, you, I think a lot of us, myself included, we spend a lot of time wondering what our passions and our purpose is. And then we step into it and we still have questions around it. And you, my friend, just to boomerang some love back at you, you really, everything that you just described that you just, you know, why you're passionate about the things that you do, you know, 
I could have guessed, but I didn't need to guess because I felt that through this whole conversation, right? You, you truly embody, and we all want to do this, myself included, you truly embody the work that you do, my friend. So I just, you know, I want to shower the love back at you. And that is really why I wanted to have this conversation because I, I knew that you would do that. I knew that you would share this with people who can also do the same. So love you, my friend. Thank you for spending time with me today. Last question before I let you go into your beautiful day is this is the cosmic love antenna. And if it wasn't obvious thus far, the frequency that we've all been connecting into that we've talked about in many different ways through the podcasting context today, in my view, is that love word. So I'm wondering, Billy, I'm wondering how you in your world, how do you define the word love? Well, let me start by saying (laughs) thank you for, thank you for boomeranging the love back to me. And, uh, love's a word that gets thrown around and I don't want to, to do it a disservice because I, I think that sometimes people say love and it, and it is a word. And then other times love is love is a, a bond that connects souls. And I think that I define it as the glue between our energy. And so when we think about the world, the universe, and we think about all of the different forces that exist. And and you know, this is way more your space than, than mine. But as I think about connection and all the things that we talked about, which is feeling and heart and being and all of the things that connect us, love is the, the glue between it all. Yeah. That's love. A beautiful answer, my friend, and you could never have got it wrong. Thank you for sharing that that beautiful definition. Billy, I love you very much. Thank you for spending time with me today. Thank you for this beautiful cosmic dance that we did. Listeners out there in the podcast world, thank you for giving us your ears, your attention, your time, and your and your love today. Please join us next time here on the Cosmic Love Antenna. But until then, sending love, sending light, and wishing you a beautiful day. Bye, everyone. Thank you for listening to the Cosmic Love Antenna podcast. We hope you enjoyed. Be sure to follow Harrison on Instagram, Twitter, and Clubhouse at Harrison Ma. That's Harrison, M-E-A-G-H-E-R. Miles, are you ready to record our promo for season two of the Wanna Bet podcast? David, have you ever seen a grown man naked? Miles, we're not here to quote lines from Airplane. We're here to tell people that season two starts August 18th. 
But I like Airplane. I know you do, but WannaBet is a sports betting podcast. Each week we bet $1,000 on the NFL teams and games that we love. Well, that sounds like fun. It is fun. And last year you picked over 60% of your games correctly. How'd you do? We're not talking about that. We are telling people that they can find us every Friday. So no more movie quotes. Roger, Roger. Electric Have you ever wondered what actually happens in Congress every day? Stay informed on Capitol Hill's daily happenings with a concise, factual summary of the Senate and House of Representatives activities from the previous session, free from bias, on the Congressional Record Daily Digest podcast. Subscribe on your favorite podcast platform and discover the process from the heart of U.S. politics. The Congressional Record Daily Digest, an electric cast production. Electric cast.